Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Early Parenting Podcast. In today's episode, you are going to be listening to a snippet of an interview that I did with Fenella Blizzard from Five Ingredients Parenting. Now, this interview was an interview that I did for the members of my Happy Baby Code membership, and Fenella is diving into ways that we can create age-appropriate consequences for behaviours that are less than desirable in our toddlers and children. Fenella is a child and adolescent psychologist, so she certainly knows a thing or two about creating boundaries for our children and our toddlers, and of course, how to bring these consequences in to make sure that we are allowing our children to understand these boundaries that we set for them. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this snippet of the interview. If you are keen to hear the full interview, then make sure to pop your name down on the waiting list for the Happy Baby Code membership. Doors are currently closed, but they open a few times a year, but you'll be able to pop your name down on the waiting list at jenniferbutler.online forward slash THBC waiting list, which is all one word. The link is also going to be in the show notes. I hope you enjoy this interview. Welcome to the Early Parenting Podcast, where we help you navigate the somewhat tricky world of parenthood so you can love the crap out of being a mama. I'm your host, Jen Butler, and I'm an early parenting consultant and a mama of two busy, busy boys. Join me as I explore all things early parenting and deliver them to you in toddler-friendly, bite-sized lessons. Because let's be honest, your toddler is probably smothering pseudo-cream on the wall as we speak. I'll be dropping my hottest tips on baby and toddler sleep, feeding, boobs, behavior, and so much more. Are you ready to feel confident in motherhood? Let's dive in. Hello, Fenella, and welcome to the Early Parenting Podcast slash the Happy Baby Code membership. (laughs) I thought we could get started with a little bit of an introduction about who you are. Well, I'm an educational and developmental psychologist, which in other words is a child and adolescent psychologist. So I work with little kitties right up to the age of like sort of early 20s. And I also work with parents as well. So I work with the children around anxiety, depression, sort of any mental health issues, behaviour problems, learning difficulties. I help them, I guess, with any sort of problems that they're facing. A lot of the time, yeah, tantrums, discipline, school refusal, anxiety, things like that. And I'm also a mum of a three-year-old, so I totally get how Mm. early years (laughs) are. He's delightful most of the time, but, yeah, he's a three-year-old at the end of the day. So I definitely get what your listeners and members are going through. (laughs) Like I, for both of the boys, have found three the hardest age. You know how everyone talks about the terrible twos? I am like three-nagers. Both the boys now have proven to be the most difficult during their third year of life. I definitely think that's what a lot of parents find because of language and personality now. They'll say no. Exactly. Less compliant. So, yeah. Two, they're still babies. Like, they're, you know, that's what I sort of feel like. And then they sort of start to come to into that. You know, it's that transition from toddler to child sort of thing. And Ted's just come in to four in a few weeks. And it was the same with Max. 
there's light at the end of the tunnel and all of a sudden he's just, yeah, he's just this changed so much more manageable than what it was, say, six months ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're definitely they're starting to understand their emotions more. Yes. Probably aren't having those massive tantrums as as much as you see in the early age. That's exactly it. Like, you know, that's where we've gone from with Ted and he always had the big, big, big tantrums. Like, and I know that's very much personality. It was a little bit different to Max. He wasn't so tantrumy. Still had his moments, but yes. Yeah. So, and you can see that that Ted can control or just like help to regulate himself a little bit more. So oh, it makes such a difference. We're on today and we are having a very important chat. Before we started recording, I was saying how this is something that I am so looking forward to learning about as well. But it's just that the whole concept around discipline and knowing what is the right way to have consequences and because I, I think you prefer that use of the word consequences <laughs> over and I'm going to let you talk all about that today because yeah. um, it is it's a better word right <laughs> <laughs> talking about consequences and how we can keep it age appropriate mm-hmm. so do you want to start there a bit Fenella and talk about I guess the terminology around those two different terms consequences and discipline Yeah, I suppose what's the purpose of it, I think, is why I prefer consequence rather than discipline. I mean, discipline explains what's happening, but it does have that kind of negative term to it that it's like my child's done something so they need to be punished. Yes. Really, the whole point of consequences and discipline is that we want to shape your child's brain. So we always talk about like their upstairs and downstairs brain. So the upstairs or front part of their brain, that's that rational decision-making, thinking part of their brain. And then the downstairs or back of their brain is that emotional reactive part of their brain. So when you're seeing that behaviour, that's just downstairs brain like working. And when you ask them to stop doing something, you want them to then switch to that front part of their brain and then make a decision on whether they should keep doing that behaviour or not. And the consequences helps teach this. So I think it's all about the whole point of it is that consequences are shaping your child's brain and then learning and learning to regulate their behaviour. So I think consequences just kind of explains it a little bit better of the whole function of, of what you're doing, whereas discipline seems like you've done something wrong and I have to punish you for it. That is such a good explanation. Like I'm literally just like ding, 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 ding. Like that makes so much sense to me because you were so right. As soon as you say discipline, there is a real negative connotation to it. And like for our little people, it is just about teaching them wrong from right. Like I, I was thinking straight away of an example. The other day, Ted had just a serrated knife that I clearly should have had put away somewhere. Oops, today's. No judgment. <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> Definitely far from perfect. And he went to like our stone bench top and started cutting at it. And I was like, Teddy, what are you doing? And I was like, you can't do that. Took it away. And I said, mummy's going to, he'd been playing on the iPad. I said, mummy's going to take that away now and you're not getting that back for the rest of the day. And he was like, I'm really sorry for, and he even said later, I'm really sorry for doing that, mummy. But then he wanted his iPad back and I was like, well, no, that's part of the consequence that I need to follow through. (laughs) (laughs) But like that's where that comes in, isn't it? It's consequences for those behaviours to get them thinking about. Like he's done something here in that. How did you describe it? The so the downstairs, downstairs brain. brain. Yeah, yeah. I love that. That's a really great way of looking at it. Yeah. So that's why I don't like the term. Dis- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I 
am wondering if we can start off by talking a little bit about some examples or times when it's good to use consequences as a learning opportunity. Because I assume that there's going to be some opportunity where it's the perfect time and others where it's potentially not the greatest time. Go back to what I was just saying about the whole purpose of consequences is teaching and shaping. Like we're shaping the brain and we're teaching children what is and is not appropriate behaviour. So we can't be telling them off constantly and giving them consequences for absolutely everything they do because then there's no consistency, they're confused and they're not able to, you know, toggle between that back part of their brain and their front part because they're not sure am I allowed, like, is this wrong or is this right? I get told so many different things. I'm not sure what's right and wrong. So it's really about being clear and having just some clear and consistent rules around what you'll give a consequence for or not. So I have three really simple ones, which sort of cover all behaviours that you probably want to use a consequence for. So the first one is that your children can't hurt themselves or hurt others. So, you know, they can't hit anyone, they can't do anything that might hurt themselves. So doing something dangerous, all sorts of behaviour will be covered by that first rule. The second rule is that they can't hurt objects or things. Mm. Jumping on the couch could break the couch, you know, drawing on the wall is hurting the wall. I mean, so... Taking a serrated knife to the bench top. To the bench, that is hurting the bench. (laughs) You see how that rule encompasses many different behaviours. Yes. But it's still clear in terms of that's just something that you're not able to do. And then the last rule is they can't act or speak rudely. So, you know, if you're on the telephone and they're nagging you in the background, that's being rude. Obviously swearing is acting rudely so they can't speak or act rudely and again that should cover a whole lot of behaviors that you might want to deliver a consequence for so I think those three things those three areas are the key ones that you probably want to deliver a consequence for and anything else you want to let go I mean kids are really annoying (laughs) really messy they can be really loud they can have really big emotions but we kind of have to let that behavior go because it's not actually damaging themselves or something else as frustrating as it might be for us as a parent. And so I think we just have to be really clear on, again, that purpose of consequences is to shape the brain and behaviour and teach them to self-regulate and make really good decisions about their behaviour. So we can't pull them up on everything because kids are allowed to be messy and have fun and be loud and they might need to be taught to clean up after. But you know, my, like my three-year-old, we're very organised. Well, I'm very organised most of the time and he has his toys in tubs and so he has a big tub of cars and every time he goes to play with them, what do you think you do? He tips out the tub. Tips out the whole tub. All over the floor. <laughs> It's annoying to me because I might have just packed them up, but he's playing. Like there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with the behaviour and he does know that at the end he'll have to help tidy them up. I mean, he doesn't do it all on his own, but he does a pretty good job of tidying them up with help. So that's an example of one where it's frustrating to me as a parent, but his actual behaviour doesn't warrant a consequence. Well, this has been amazing, Fenella. I would love for you to tell everyone where they can find you and a little bit more information about how to even get support from you. So I have recently started Five Ingredient Parenting. It sort of came about because so many of my clients just 
need help and waitlist to get into a psychologist are longer and longer, you know, six months or more. So I wanted to just create really accessible information for parents so that they're not overloaded. I mean, the internet now has every different opinion and expert out there giving advice. So, yeah, I wanted to create a place where parents could come for that evidence-based approach to how to effectively manage all sorts of behavioural and parenting challenges they have. So on Instagram, five underscore ingredient underscore parenting and then I've got my website five ingredient parenting.com I've got some courses coming out soon so if they're not already out you can join a wait list to learn more about tantrums and discipline and I guess more about how to actually implement the things that we've talked about today but definitely follow along for some helpful tips to make your parenting mm. journey easier I love your posts. Like I'm actually, you know, in the world of social media, I feel like because I'm making so many things that sometimes I'm not actually really on there consuming myself as like as a parent. I'm at the end of the day still just a mum, you know, doing her thing too. Mm -hmm. But I love your posts because it's like I was saying before we were recording too that I have my training in circle of security but it is lacking in so many areas of everything we've spoken about today the right the wrong like I have had so much doubt in all of that too so yeah I think it's just so important the work you do and love what you've shared with us today so thank you so so much no worries I hope it's been helpful (laughs) so helpful (laughs) thanks Fenella thank you thanks for listening to the episode mama I hope you enjoyed it If you did, make sure to share the episode with a friend, with your mother's group, or tag me at Jen Butler Early Parenting on Instagram. The more that know about this podcast, the more people I can help. If you're looking for support that is personalized for your babe and tailored to your family's needs, then make sure to head on over to my website, www.jenniferbutler.com com.au and check out how we can work together so you can move through motherhood with confidence catch you in the next episode mama